0: Welcome to an inspirational message recorded live at Little Falls Christian Center. Father, this morning you will move the immovable, and Lord, you will break the unbreakable. Therefore, we present our hearts to you for you to move our hearts, and Lord, break our hearts so that we might become pliable. In your sight, this we pray in Jesus' name, amen. 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 You may be seated, bless you, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It is a privilege to be in church. Good morning, Pastor Harold and Maud, and welcome to the church. It's good to see the church so full. It is a new year and we see that God is truly busy with our church, with His people, and it, it is, it is ex- an exciting time we are in to be in, moving in the middle of a fast now where we can truly now intensify our efforts. I need an amen. <laughs> it is truly, in, I've experienced in my life when, when it comes to this specific week, It is the week where I totally want to get busy with God so that I might hear His voice for my life and what He wants me to do for Him. You know, you should be already doing the thing that you want to do for Him right now. Amen. I need you to go to the book of 2 Peter 2. Peter. Let's start with chapter one, chapter one there. Please go if you have a Bible with you. And it's always good to take notes. Now Peter is writing this right at the end. And ending his life. Peter writes now as a mature, fully, fully developed Christian. And he wants to strengthen the church. He's giving... The advice that a person need as a Christian for your life. Listen to this. To those who have obtained like precious faith with us by righteousness of our God and Saviour Jesus Christ, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Saviour Lord Jesus. Grace, listen church, Grace and peace is something that multiplies in a person's life. Grace and peace does not come to a person. Grace and peace come in the knowledge of God. You need to understand that that grace and peace is something we all need and want and must desire. But there is something on our part that we must do to establish this grace and peace of God in our lives. And now he goes on to explain, grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of God and of our Savior Lord, as His divine power has given to us all things that pertain to life and godliness through the knowledge of him who has called us by glory and virtue by which we have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature why do we fast why do we pray we want to be experienced we want to experience god's divine nature that is the plan. And then God goes on, Peter goes on to say here about God, having escaped the corruption that is in the world through lust, but also for this reason, giving all diligence, add to your, to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge. You see, the focus consistently here is upon knowledge, that knowledge that brings peace to a person, that knowledge. That is why people are coming to a Bible school, because they want that knowledge of God that finally puts them in the place of victory. It's a wonderful place to be, to be in spiritual victory over your enemies, over Satan, over everything that comes to us as human beings. And then it becomes more powerful here. But but also, verse 5, But also for this very reason, give all diligence. There's a diligence that you must add to your faith. To virtue knowledge. To knowledge self-control. And to self-control perseverance. To perseverance godliness. To godliness brotherly kindness. And to brotherly kindness love. The end of this effort of ours is that we experience the love of God and it is the love of God that propels a person in your spiritual walk. It is a beautiful thing when the love of God overpowers you because you have come to the place of self-control where you are no more busy with the meager things of this world. And verse 8, for if these things are yours and abound, you will neither be barren and unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. He said, there's a barrenness within each person that you start your spiritual journey. And this barrenness... It can only be filled by the Word of God. When it is filled by the Word of God, by being humble in God's sight, then this barrenness changes this desert. A person, you were a desert before you came to Christ, but now in the presence of Christ, because of the self-control, because of this perseverance, a person gets to the place of fruitfulness but it must be a desire within your spiritual walk to be fruitful. So many people do not experience fruit. You see, self-control is the last portion of Galatians 5.22. I would say it is the bucket that holds everything together. Self-control. Now we talk about a fast. Fast. Are you exerting self control? Not to stop in front of that, whatever you want to eat, and take that and make it spiritual. So many people, I want to give you good advice on fasting. Good advice on fasting is eat what you must eat. If that is a piece of cabbage, eat it, but eat it with a spiritual mindset. It's not about the food. It is truly about experiencing God because the thing that brings life to us is the thing that we put aside. the the thing that gives life to us energy and vitality, now what fasting is, is to say to God, God, I want more of you. We all, there's not a person in this place that needs more of God. There's not a person in this place. I must say that to you. So let me take you now, let let me finish my scripture. It says here For he who lacks these things is short sighted even to blindness and has forgotten that he has cleansed, that he has been cleansed from his old sins. Therefore, brethren, be even more diligent to make your call and your election sure. For if you do these things, you will never stumble. How many of you never want to stumble? Truly, it is a great desire of mine not to make mistakes. But Peter says, if you do these things, self-control, perseverance, godliness, brotherly kindness, then you will never fail. And then the end of all of this, for so an entrance will be supplied to you abundantly in the everlasting kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ. The end of all of this is the fact that we have to go through a door. Now we know that this here is the here that there's an open door. There's an open door. <laughs> they make this Personal. There's an open door for you to experience God like never before in your life. But it will cost you something. It takes something. And the first thing that will be affected when a person wants to be more spiritual is time. It's time. Truly, it's time. What you do with your time will determine what will spiritually happen to you. If you devote and dedicate your time for this period now, specifically in the next two weeks of this fast, you will experience God as never before in your life. There's an open door to your life. There comes a blessing. For those who are diligent, there will be a blessing. There will be a great blessing. And that blessing, the Lord has already revealed to Pastor Harold. You know that fire that burns on the inside of you? How many of you have been on fire for your God? It is the thing we have to be. Because it's that fire. Once that fire hits you, I want that fire. This fire conference is gonna be the greatest fire conference in the history of this church. Every person, your family, leave the dogs at home, must pitch up. This, this conference, where we are moving to, is gonna be the turning point in many people's lives. I have, through the years here, I have because a person is at the right place, you have the right mindset and you have the right attitude, then suddenly there comes a breakthrough for you. Suddenlies of God is about to appear in this church. Do you want the suddenlies of God? Yes, give the Lord a praise offering. King David, a king, you know kings are busy. King David said in Psalm 42, As the deer pants for the water brooks, so pants my soul for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When, I, when shall I come and be fear appear before you? As the deer pants for water, so my soul, there's a longing within you. There's a there's a deep desire and the Lord Jesus at the at I want to say at the pinnacle point of his life explained the problem of man. At the point where the Lord Jesus was Experiencing that separation from what the Father and the Spirit. At that point, the Lord Jesus declared to the disciples the problem with mankind. And this is in Matthew 6. It says here, He went a little further and fell on his face and prayed saying, O Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Nevertheless, not as I will, but as you will. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, you see, there were 11 there, but he said to Peter, he said to Peter, this is personal church. He could have mentioned all those names, but he started with the leader, because he Peter was in charge. You are in charge. You're in charge of your family, you're in charge of your spiritual life. You've got to make this personal." But he said to Peter, "Peter, what?" The Lord actually shouted out, "What? Could you not watch with me for one hour?" Watch and pray, lest you enter temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. There's some good news for you this morning, church. Within you is a spirit. If you experience your spirit, you would see that your spirit is willing for spiritual things. Your spirit is willing for prayer. Your spirit is willing for fasting. Your spirit wants more of God, but there is a fight between the spirit and the flesh. Who is winning in your life? Because if you feed your spirit, you will become what you have never been. Be on fire for your God in this hour. Be on fire. It's not just words. It is your life. And you have to make this personal as if the Lord were to say to you there right in Gethsemane. In Gethsemane, he said to Peter and he says to George and he says to John and he says to Tabu, He's speaking to every person. Your spirit is willing. Obey your spirit. Submit to God. When you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. What you draw near to will draw near to you. If you draw near to the internet, the internet will take over your life. If you draw near to food, food will overtake your life and your weight. You look so good because now, finally, you eat so good. (laughs) Amen. You know, and in this coming week, I must put out a challenge. Do you know that one person can never tell another person what they must do? We can give advice. If you have never fasted a day or three on water, just water, do it. I want to encourage you, every person here, Maybe you've only done the Daniel fast. Maybe right now in your mouth, there's, there's a piece of wortel. <laughs> and it doesn't taste good. But I'm challenging every person. Maybe, and I know these people, you've never fasted. You've never done a genuine, put it on water in your mouth. And if you cannot do water, a juice is fine. But you say to the Lord this week, specifically this week, before we get to the fire conference, Lord, I'm going to take this time, even if I'm going to feel weak, even if I have this hard job, even if it's a day, because there are many days fasts, many, many in the Bible, that you can take a day. You can take three days. There are seven days. There are 21 days. There are 40 days. And then there's the fasted lifestyle. I have become part of that where I have committed to the Lord when he says, I must fast. Do you know how many days I would wake up in the morning and the Lord would say, fast? Nobody would know about it. That kind of lifestyle. And then suddenly during the day or the day after, they would manifest major things and I would understand this is the reason. You must, you must experience the voice of God and this is what fasts do to a person. It opens you up to the voice of God. It, it, it unclogs the well. It takes away the rubble. Otherwise, it's just a wonderful diet. And I think I have dieted on fasts before where the focus has not been where it should be. And that is to truly experience God. If you've never experienced God, there are people here today and you have never experienced God like powerfully. Draw near to me. This is the first thing a person must do. And then God will draw near to you and you will find this refreshing, the refreshing of the spirit. That is what we are after. That refreshing that comes to a person when you are focused. So Jesus said, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger. And he who believes in me shall never thirst. This is the thing. There's depth here. I am the bread of life, that is Jesus. He who comes to me shall never hunger. If you draw near to me and I draw near to you, there is a hunger that god provides that spiritual hunger that he reveals himself to you but it happens here that he who believes in me the things we believe are the things that shapes our lives because there is an automatic hunger but because of mindsets and belief systems that are not according to the word of God, we cannot experience the power of the Holy Spirit. What do you believe? Do you believe in fast? You know, I know some people have not started yet. <laughs> Been waiting, you know, should I? You know what? I'm encouraging you, church. Get on the bandwagon. There's power in unity. Unity. The enemy doesn't know what is about to happen to him. Part of our fast should obviously be our nation. Because this nation needs Jesus more. Not more political parties. We have heard how many there are. I mean, how many? I'm going to start a party today. <laughs> Die Wortel <Partei. laughs> I mean, it's, it, it is foolish. The answer in South Africa is Jesus. That's it. (laughs) Praise the Lord. You know, I've got two people. Two people that stands out in the the Bible. Two persons. The one were not, were at the bad place. The other one, that person was in the best place. The best. The one is Achan and the other one, She's a prostitute. She just have a window. She's got a rope. She's inviting the world so that she might live. But the difference between the two is that opportunities came to them. Can you imagine you, thousands of years ago, in the place coming out of the desert, going into the promised land? Imagine you, truly, think this now. You being part of that army into the promised land. Here comes the first city. You see the Ark of the Covenant. You see it. Here is Joshua, the great leader. You are part of this movement. But your focus is on the wrong things. There's distractions to your spiritual life. Achan should have been. His family should have been one of the greats mentioned in the history that these people experienced the great things God did. But this prostitute, you see, she shows that, I mean, that's, I want to say nearly the lowest level a person can live. It is to sell your body so that you might eat something. But this woman changed whole life around when she invited those men to men and those promises that came to her. She saw the opportunity and she went out of that place. And she's even in the lineage of King David. She's in the lineage of the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, to us is presented in the beginning of a year. I see 2024 as a promised land as an open door, as the entrance into the great things of God, what God wants to do. Do you see the gold and the glitter? Are you too busy with the things that distract you? Are you too busy with your own life? It, I'm too busy, but, but I am busy. I have this business. I have my children and I have this, I, I am busy. Pastor, You you don't understand. No, you just just don't understand. I mean, if you were in my shoes, no, 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 wait a minute. If you were to speak to the, the men in ministry, they would tell you we were the same. Choices. Choices. Do you stand in front of an open door or are your back turned to that open door? That open door holds your future. That open door, your spiritual life, not the things you possess. Your spiritual life contains and should contain the things that, that truly, you know, bring riches, the riches to a person's life. That is true riches, to experience the grace of God, to do things for God. There's many people here this morning, many people that you've been waiting to do your thing for God. Now the time has come. Now the time has come. These people here, you have not started tithing. You know, you've been tipping God. You know, never tip God, because God is not a waiter. It's this kind of thing where, in a restaurant, you go in and you pay for services rendered. God is not rendering services. God is God. It's God Almighty. He owns everything on this planet. He owns me and you. We should start at a point and rectify the things that are not right in our lives. Make that list. Put in order. The things that you put in order, if you draw near to God, He will draw near to you. The right things always causes a person to become more hungry. You hear what I'm saying? When you become more hungry, you are busy spiritually with the right things. If you are just satisfied with coming to church, that's, it's, it's, that is the starting point. But you know, the end of it is where a person understands your enemy, where you become the enemy of your enemy. Because our enemies, he needs an enemy. He needs a person that says, you know what, I'm going to mean business with my prayer life. Yesterday morning there was, it's like a church service here. It truly is like a church service here with all the people coming. But the people who should should be here are not here. The people who, I know you've been working six days and one day rest. Rest is in the spirit. It's a spiritual thing. That is true rest. You will never have peace and grace if you do not get to the spiritual things that sorts out your life. It's the powerful things. People who have fasted, let me just say, Moses, David, Jehoshaphat, even the king of Nineveh called out a fast. That place would have been destroyed, but they fasted. Queen Esther, the Lord Jesus fasted. The early church, Paul, was a fasting man. Paul talks about fastings. That devotion, when I get onto this boat, when I go on this journey, it's simple things. But I should fast because we have an enemy. There's the reason why we should fast. There truly is a person out there who wants to do bad. And with this, the power of fasting, we can sort out many things in our lives for others in our nation, and it is powerful. And then, as I finish off, Proverbs 14:12 says, there is a way that seems right to man, but its end is the way of death. Even in laughter, the heart may sorrow, and the end of myrrh may be grief. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways. The backslider in heart, in the heart, will be filled with his own ways. I will not bow my knee. I will not do this. I will not pray. I will not fast. I will not, I will not, I will not. Yes. You may get away with it. It might, but at the end, it will cost you dearly. So now, we need to refocus. Listen to this. The backslider in heart will be filled with his own ways, but a good man will be satisfied from above. (laughs) A good man will be satisfied from above. Proverbs 14, verse 14. A good man will be satisfied from above. God is busy filling those already who is expecting things of him. He's already filling you up, but there comes an overflow in the coming week or two now. There comes an overflow. Have you experienced an overflow? I have in my life experienced when God, the Holy Spirit, just fully envelops you and take you and sorts you out. It is the most wonderful thing. The most beautiful thing on this planet is to see a child of God on fire for his God. It is the most precious thing there is. Because such people are difference makers. They are people who's not ashamed of their God. They will come and do what is necessary to be done in the kingdom of God. Verse 15, the simple believes every word, but the prudent considers well his steps. I think of coming to church. I think of attending prayer meetings. I must go to cell. I've got to come to Bible school. Even today here, There are people, you've been wondering, how will I even afford Bible school? (laughs) As if God is not in charge of everything. Pitch up. This coming Wednesday, pitch up. You just come to Bible school, God will sort things out for you. But you cannot neglect the call of God upon your life. You cannot neglect that. Now is the time. Now is the day of salvation. Now is the day of provision. Now is the open door. Now in your life. Now. Now. Not later. Not next year. Now. Say Amen, church. Now. Say now. Now. In In Jesus' name. And let me finish off give you some my last portion of scripture it says here trust in the lord and do good dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness god is faithful to his church he will never leave us nor forsake us he's got wonderful things ahead of us these wonderful blessings come to god coming to god's children and it's appearing now Your breakthrough is now, now church, not later, now. Please stand up. Please raise your hands in the presence of God. Let us pray. Father God, Lord, as we stand here, we're expectant of great things about to happen in our spiritual lives. Father, as we see the people that have committed themselves unto you and your work, how you have provided for them, how you have taken them, and Lord, how you have come through for them, this is my prayer, that every person will experience the powerful now in their life. There's an open door, Father. Bless your people. Even as we gather tonight, Father God, let the fire of God fall in this place. Father, now is the time for the breakthrough. Now is the time. This is the day of salvation. We thank you for the grace of God in Jesus' name. Amen. You may go in the peace of God. For more teachings like this and other material, please visit our website at www.littlefallsonline.com.